Hello and welcome to A Comedy of Eras, where we have deep thoughts about shallow things. Uh, join us on our tour through iconic pop culture events throughout history. My name is Courtney. I am your local cheese enthusiast. <laughs> I'm Shay. Your... <laughs> I don't even know what I am. I was so so thrown by the cheese. <laughs> What's your favorite cheese? I have an unpopular opinion about cheese. I'm not a fan, really. Tex-Mex. My god. Okay. Havarti is always a party, all right? And feta is always feta. Feta is feta. I do like feta. Right? You can't go wrong with good goat cheese in a salad. Oh, Oh, goat cheese. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're three women with eternal passion for the early 2000 pop culture era. This particular episode, we are going to be talking about werewolves as part of our three-part creature feature. Okay, ladies, werewolves. When you think of werewolves, what's your first impression? I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Ash. <laughs> I got so excited. I guess I like cheese. I don't know. I never really thought about it that much. My God. So who are you? I'm Ash. I'm local wine mom. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you for joining us today, Ash. <laughs> Do we need to redo that? I got really thrown off by the cheese. <laughs> I couldn't recover from that. <laughs> I mean, we can keep it in, whatever. There you go. Love a good candid moment. Let's see how that turns out in, in editing. Werewolves. Are we redoing that? <laughs> we are going to redo this. When you think of werewolves, what is the first thing that comes to mind? I don't know what I think. I think wolves, full moons, silver bullets, creepy, spooky, icky stuff. Love it. I'm going to say animalistic moon, of course, full moons. That's a big one. Tortured. <laughs> oh, get some romantic genres coming in. Typically, like, the modern werewolf has really evolved from where it started. Originally, like, werewolves were very much, honestly, found in most cultures. You'll find some sort of, t- like, talk of shapeshifter. And then the werewolf itself was very European-based and then end up getting really mixed mastered with all sorts of concepts and ideas from all different cultures. So you'll find all sorts of different types, like sometimes you become a werewolf by looking directly into a wolf's eyes, you become a werewolf by stepping in a wolf's paw print or something on like a certain time. My favorite myth, my favorite werewolf one is uh, drinking rainwater from the paw print of a wolf. Yeah, yeah, I wonder who did that. So, like, <laughs> for people to think of that. You've got Greek mythology where uh, King Lycan served his own son to Zeus and the gods to sort of test if they were, like, actually gods. And in shock, horror, I, as, you know, the Greeks are wont to do, Zeus turned Lycan into, like, the first werewolf to curse him as a monster. So you've got, like, Greek mythology, you've got Romans. Like, Rome was, you know, founded by two human children who were, like, raised by a she-wolf kind of thing. So you got this, like, weird connection. There's always been this very big fascination with man versus nature and the combining of the two. Hmm. I always wonder if there could be a connection to early stories of werewolves and illnesses such as rabies, because that's heavily tied to animals and all that stuff. Funny you ask that. There's actually quite a few, not necessarily diseases, but like ge- even just genetic like uh, afflictions or conditions that actually are theorized to be cause for 
emergence and perpetuation of like werewolf stories throughout history because of course once things happen that are sort of unusual or people don't quite understand like they come up with reasons for why and usually it's at least with the europeans it's oh you must have done something to get cursed (laughs) honestly i think werewolves are one of the coolest monsters out there because they have not had their chance to like be in the limelight and really be ruined so i think there's a whole lot of untapped potential also, I was a wolf girl growing up, so I just have a big uh, affection for it. Yeah, affection. That's the word. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. I think it's very unfair that vampires have outshadowed werewolves, because you basically only get werewolves in opposition to vampires. We really, only recently are starting to get, like, sympathetic werewolf portrayals, whereas vampires have really had this, like, whole sympathetic movement going for years and years and years. And I really think it's the werewolf's time to shine. Plus, werewolves dress so much more accessibly. They're either like, you know, a hot lumberjack or a sexy lesbian. <laughs> so it's, just, it's flannel, ripped jeans, like, what more could you want? <laughs> How Canadian of you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's everything I aspire to be. I was doing a bit of research, and one thing I found interesting is that in the back, way back when, there is actually more of a tie between witches and werewolves, and to the point where there was actually werewolf hunts in Switzerland in the 1500s, where they were burning supposed werewolves or wolf charmers, wolf riders at the stake. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just this ongoing uh, anti-werewolf, uh, wolf hunts, I guess. It's really wild that this uh, thing has been around for so long. And uh, actually, mm-hmm. like, in some researching, even, like, the modern werewolf, where they transform into, like, sort of an anthropomorphized werewolf, or at least what we all would think of as werewolf, didn't really happen until, like, movies in the 1900s. And I believe it wasn't the Wolfman. Oh, goodness. And now I've lost my notes. Yeah, when you got to all your uh, Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. That makes sense, though, because... Mm-hmm. Totally. And, like, even they were saying, like, that the, you know, the Grimm's fairy tale, like, is it Grimm's fairy tale that's Red Riding Hood, or is that someone else's? I don't remember. But... Oh, I believe it's someone else's, but I think there's a version. Yeah, it's probably. And and the Red Riding Hood has been, like, adapted with werewolves instead of just the big bad wolf multiple times as well, too. And I think that started, like, 1900s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, like, some theories on why the idea of, like, the werewolf, or at least the shapeshifter, like, really perpetuates mm-hmm. in human culture. And so I think, especially, like, you know, noting that Europeans, like, farming, livestock, whatnot, did come in, and then carrying that to, like, the Americas sort of thing is where this is really rooted. But there's always been, like, the big fascination with the wolf. And as, you know, it was a pest, because, you know, it comes in and kills your livestock, and lots of conflict between that, and, like, early settlers in the Americas, colonizers, I guess, and all the farming in Europe. But then also that Christianity in, like, Europe, uh, that you brought to America, was very, uh, like, Lucifer was associated with the wolf, so it was, like, it was this evil, awful, cruel creature. So, of course, any sort of merging of it made something kind of terrifying and, like, more like a demon. Plus, the wolf is really easy to, like, project on because they do run in family circles, basically, like a pack is family unit. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to sort of associate, like, this idea of, ah, like, you know, they have a hierarchy, they respect leadership, like, it's very human, very similar. So these are very intelligent creatures. Also, not to mention humans bond with, with dogs and wolves before dogs. And yeah. That probably right? plays quite a big part is just our familiarity. 
Oh, absolutely. Having domestic dogs as well that you work very closely with or keep in your house even. So you're just read animal body language and whatnot. So wolves are very, very easy to connect to for people. Yeah. My other really fun note is that at least what's become a very big trend in like modern werewolf media is the whole concept of like the alpha wolf. Yes. And, you know, the alpha male and all this kind of stuff. Like people, humans love this concept of like the alpha male because he's the best and the strongest and the smart. Everybody wants the alpha, blah, blah, blah. And it all comes from this idea that wolves have basically almost like, what was it that they called it in France? Like the divine oh. right to rule kind of thing. And there's this whole projection that or idea that wolves also function on this sense. The alpha is king of the wolves the same way that like, you know, a male lion is king of his pride. But that is completely inaccurate. And even the study that that's based on was uh, based on captive wolves in a zoo who all like didn't know each other and caught and thrown into this like small enclosure and then were being studied for behavior. And in reality, most wolf packs are actually family units of mom and dad and other kids. And so, of course, like, mom and dad are in charge because they're mom and dad. The whole, like, concept of alpha male, very not true. So it's really funny to see that it's come up and has almost become, like, integral to werewolf media Mm -hmm. nowadays. So I'm going to spit ball for a minute. Shay, feel free to cut this because I'm getting in some weird territory. But, okay, so a lot of the werewolf legends that I found kind of originated in Germany area. And interestingly enough, mm-hmm. Germany has the highest per capita of furries. Really? So I wonder if there's something there. <laughs> there's Germans were just, and I'm German, okay, guys? Like, I get it. <laughs> well, I don't get it. I'm not a furry. But, you know, I could have been. I don't know. <laughs> Too late. It's oh, out. Oh, God. I just admitted I'm a furry on a podcast. But I'm not a furry, guys. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, so I wonder something about the anthropomorphization. Is that how you say that? Okay. Yeah, I also had to learn how to say it too. And I practiced it a lot and then decided to avoid saying it so that I wouldn't screw it up. But I wonder if there's something about the anthropomorphization of like werewolves and maybe Germans did that as well. And, you know, that's just kind of leaned into the furry stuff. That's kind of interesting. I had no idea. I did find out that there was like a Flemish town and you'll have to forgive me because I am literally the most useless person at geography and I have no idea where that is. But (laughs) a Flemish town had like a rampaging werewolf case and there was a lot of people who died and they died with like wolf fangs and claw marks all over them and the whole town thought that there was a real werewolf terrorizing them. In the end, it turned out it was a serial killer who used metal blades to make wolf marks. But maybe, you know, all these places that have really strong roots in myth, maybe that's why they kind of had this similar thing happening. I'm pretty sure Flemish is somewhere in Belgium, Prussia, that kind of area, Germany. Sounds close. <laughs> Court looking that up. I couldn't tell you. Maybe it's close to Danish? I don't know. Sorry to all our Flemish listeners out there. <laughs> I feel like Flemish is not a place, and it's more like saying people are Welsh. <laughs> like people are Flemish. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the town, I googled it. The town is called Dam, D-A-M-M-E. Where would that be? Oh, okay, Flemish okay. is a language. 
Oh, that makes more <laughs> yes. sense. Yes, okay, thank you. I was like, I, I feel like that's not a place. The region is France, Germany kind of area. Belgium, hey, we were close, and by that I mean Ash was close. Dam is in Belgium. And I'm not sure if it's a true story or just like folklore. You'll actually hear of a lot of serial killers being referred to as werewolves or wolves. There, I'm sure there's been the werewolf of Russia or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And werewolf of certain towns. I know there is. I can't recall off the top of my head. I probably should have looked that up, but yeah. <laughs> and also, okay, throw back to The Walking Dead here, but there is right. a whole part of the show where there are these evil sort of people and they come in and they kill all these people and they're literally their name in that place is the name of their clan is called the wolves and they took it because they were like we're like the wolves the strongest survive and we take what we need and all this stuff so just a little walking dead trivia Oh, there you go. Yeah, it just riff off those that trope idea of the whole concept of like when you talk about werewolves, it's the strongest who survive, it's the alpha male. You see at least in modern werewolves, like the big trend towards aggression is a big thing. Like werewolves are always have anger issues or you know, feel things super strongly and so they'll lash out like in violence. Loss of control, another big thing. The big fear is always that they're going to lose control and become like an animal. And then the big uh connection to nature, you're becoming an animal, like not human. It's been actually quite interesting you see an early werewolf media how that like this was viewed as a very like horrible demonizing thing whereas with more modern trends towards like environmentalism and being like conscious of these things this is actually more a benefit or a bonus getting all these heightened senses or more connected to nature and everything are cool powers versus horrifying i actually i so i do have theories Ooh. on why werewolves aren't popular and you know a it's because society is cowards <laughs> b i actually are you admitting to being a furry now you may as well just out yourself. I already did. <laughs> no, I've clearly established I was a wolf girl as a child, and this just delights my inner child. <laughs> I'm safe. But actually, I think it does have to do with effects, the cost of like effects in making like a werewolf, because typically people oh. either rely on CGI, which is expensive, or and doesn't necessarily age well, or mm-hmm. lose the prosthetics, which then requires, you know, hours in a makeup chair, and you've got to work at it, and, and a lot of Actors are cool with being done yeah. in makeup for six hours and not have their face showing. Right? I can't imagine. I would go crazy. Yeah. So I think that, that actually has been a big holdback in making werewolf media. That makes sense. I've never thought of it. but Yeah. They either have to become bigger, they got to run on all fours or something. Like, it just becomes more of a technical challenge versus vampires, where you just have to, like, make people pale. And then maybe a scary <laughs> face with fangs every once in a while. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to let you guys know, I was looking at the werewolf fandom wiki, Ooh. and uh, I think a quote Ooh. from the werewolf fandom wiki is, that's clever (laughs) what a speech so you know good quote good quote i felt that (laughs) i really felt that and then so another theory that i have about the lack of why werewolves are considered as popular like as cool is because they're actually very Hmm. feminine coded not necessarily feminine, but very specifically, it's either it's a big male fantasy, becoming like bigger, meaner, hairier, blah, blah, blah. 
but that doesn't translate well because it becomes, especially in today's day and age, too too aggressive and you get into weird tones of consensual issues mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or if you try to approach it from a more feminine side, you have this like affliction that affects you once a month kind of thing. All these undesirable, quote unquote, undesirable traits in feminine coded people with like excessive body hair, excessive aggression. Also like werewolves don't kill sexy. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Vampires, you know, it's everything about a vampire is sexualized. It, we're going to suck on your neck and we're going to seduce you and do all these things. It's really easy to sexualize vampires. It's not as easy to sexualize werewolves in that sense. Like werewolves are just very brutal and gross kind of thing because they're it's all ripping, tearing, eating. Mm-hmm. And that makes it less appealing for a wider audience. That makes sense. That's a good theory. That's my theory. <laughs> I have no theories about why werewolves aren't more popular. However, I will say, as a vampire lover, more than a werewolf lover, self-admitted here, I do like werewolves, but Courtney is right. Vampires are technically sexier. There's just, well, okay, in my opinion, obviously Courtney's disagreeing with me over here, but it's true. Werewolves are, like, very (laughs) intense and, like, animalistic passion and... Whereas vampires are always portrayed, even though they're just as likely to kill you, as, like, controlled and, like, every movement is, like, planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. But I would speak to something about big, burly, scary, could rip your face off, but just wants to, like, love you and be loved because they're tortured. Which... Which, I'm sorry, I love that trope. It's so great. It's true. Uh, I'm going to shout out Woman of the Otherworld again. It's more about werewolves than it is vampires, so I don't know why. But yeah, the first couple books are about werewolves. They're all centered around female characters. And so that one is quite a bit different because they change demand, basically. It can be emotionally and they just end up being really big wolves. Not like the weird human hybrid, which... Personally, I think it's a better way to go because I mean, it just it never looks good when it's kind of half human, half wolf. One hundred percent. Still really big. <laughs> it hasn't looked good yet. <laughs> but as the werewolf revolution happens, we will find peak form. <laughs> I don't know, Court. I wish we would have found it for Harry Potter because I'm still so bitter. You guys, I'm so bitter about that werewolf. Ooh. Why was it? Why was it like a bat? Where was its fur? <laughs> that was such a bad design. It looked like it had mane. Yes! How could they do Remus Lupin dirty like that? <laughs> I knew basically nothing about Harry Potter other than the fact that there was a werewolf, and that's all I wanted to see. <laughs> and I cannot tell you like the disappointment I felt when he transformed, and I was like, that's it? That's, that's what you're giving yeah, me? That, that one was wrong. Devastating. Does anybody remember the underworld werewolves, what they looked like? Because I actually don't remember. (laughs) Maybe I'll just look that up. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a mistake. Again, budget and prosthetics versus CGI. I think they weren't that bad. Okay, you know what the problem is with werewolves, Court? And I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. Nothing visual will ever look as good as you can imagine in your mind. This is the problem we have with so many monster movies, is everything looks so much cooler in your head until you see it on screen you're like, ew. Always. Always. Underworld werewolves are scary looking, guys. (laughs) I'll see. Again, more attempts (laughs) being made. 
personally, I think the werewolf revolution should focus more on real wolf traits. It should just go ham on like found family tropes, on community things, rather than this whole lone wolf narrative. I think we should really be focusing on the whole aspect of like building a pack, finding a family, finding a community network is what its narrative should be about, rather than this like whole othering, isolating weirdness. Maybe all these werewolves just want to kill everyone because they didn't have a pack. Sorry, I'm going to bounce back to an earlier. I doubted you when you were talking about feminine coding because I was just thinking of uh, kind of the Van Helsing, Harry Potter, all those. They seem very masculine. However, I'm thinking mm-hmm. Ginger Snaps, which by the way is a lesbian icon werewolf movie. So, Court, have you watched it? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're lesbians anyways. I can't remember. It's been a while. They're sisters, actually, but... I <laughs> Whoops. Hope not, anyways. That's another taboo that we're not going to get into. <laughs> and then, I'm sure you've read this book, because I actually read it a bunch of times, and I loved it, because it's a really good book, called uh, Blood and Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yes, and again, it's just... When you imagine the werewolves in your head, it seems so much cooler. But then when you see it on screen, it's like, ooh. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> of course, like, there absolutely are, like, female werewolf characters that are quite famous. Like, of course, Ginger from Ginger Snaps and her sister Bridget are, you know, big, almost the iconic female werewolves. Just, like, real fast off the top of my head, you've got Leia from the Twilight series, who was, like, the only female werewolf. Honestly, she was given such a huge disservice in the narrative because she was one of the coolest characters in the series. Erica from the new Teen Wolf television series, who I also incredibly disservice. Teen Wolf was a really big one too. I didn't even, I forgot about that one. It was, honestly. And I thought that that was going to be the start of the werewolf renaissance. And then <laughs> it was. It did have some very iconic lines that I adored. Overall was... Disappointing. I feel like we find that with most teen shows. Did Supernatural ever touch on werewolves? Supernatural did touch werewolves. It had an actual fantastic episode that I do highly recommend watching. It's a good standalone episode called Heart in the second season, I believe. And they've come back to werewolves once or twice throughout the series, but that is sort of the definitive like werewolf episode Hmm. in Supernatural. And an absolute heartbreaker, honestly. Hmm. There was Supernatural, I'm trying to think. Werewolves did show up in True Blood. Oh, yes, of course. True Blood. Completely forgot about that one. If I recall, too, True Blood really leaned into the, the vampire was the suave and sexy, sophisticated, whereas the werewolf was the raw, animalistic, passionate lover to the vampire. I watched... True Blood for 12 hours straight in the weird fugue state because my friend was convinced that I should learn to love it. And I remembered pretty much nothing of it, so I'm okay. going to assume you're right. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I haven't watched that much of True Blood either. <laughs> but they do have a killer theme song. Fair. That's true. It's very good. I yeah. will give them that one. Oh, before all that, too, before like the 2000s, because. The werewolves kind of came hand-in-hand with vampires. Not great, but there was also uh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf! 
Yes. Yeah, Teen Wolf the movie. <laughs> Teen Wolf the movie where he plays basketball, right? Okay, I've never seen the movie. Right? I've just heard yes. of wolves playing basketball. <laughs> that was so good. And ironically, in the TV reboot, there's no basketball. They play lacrosse. Oh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I know, they made it very cool. Very Canadian. I always have such a bad taste in our mouth about lacrosse from our cousin that played lacrosse because he's such a douche. <laughs> Honestly, as a child, I played lacrosse for a year. And I will say the sport is cool. That part was fun. I didn't hate that. However, my coach truly thought that he was like in the major leagues because we practiced like four times a week and every practice was at like 10 p.m. at night and I was 14. So we'd get home at midnight and I'd be like sweaty and like on the verge of mental breakdown. Finally, Pop was like, enough is enough. (laughs) You don't have to do this anymore. Mostly because I think he was tired of driving. (laughs) Yeah. That's so fair. I don't blame you. As somebody who's never played sports ever. Well, just kidding. I played soccer and I lied and told everybody I had asthma. But <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I actually I wish I'd played more lacrosse as a child. I only played it a little bit and discovered that I really liked it, but I was a little past the point of developing skills to like get into it. Yeah, it was fun. The equipment was expensive and the coach really was wild. Like, yeah. he literally would, like, pit the teammates against each other. It was very odd. But I do still have, I think, a, two sticks and a ball if you want to play catch one time, Courtney. <laughs> Don't. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, other media, like, of course, like, the Underworld series, like we mentioned. Yes. You have yes. American Werewolf in London, which, honestly, still a really good movie. And, like, I still also like the effects song. in it. Bang. Werewolf in London. It is a banger. Always a banger. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 Quoted by Jane Quoted from the famous song Werewolves in London. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you play it backwards, it's a secret message. Really? Is that a thing? Oh. oh okay. <laughs> Ash is like going on the hunt to listen. <laughs> Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. Listen to the true crime episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite uh, like werewolf medias is the uh, UK version, or the original, I guess, of Being Human. Yes. Yeah, the concept is a very uh, domestic take of a vampire, werewolf, and a ghost end up being roommates cause, to afford rent because it's cheaper that way. And so each of their like statuses, statuses as you know, a vampire, werewolf, and a ghost, heavy metaphors for other sort of social issues. The series was originally conceived without the supernatural elements, and then those were added in later. And so the werewolf metaphor in this one, at least you can really read it as either someone who recently uh, came out as like queer or uh, was recently oh. like diagnosed with HIV mm. with the way that it's treated and sort of talked about. But it's a really interesting and fascinating kind of look into things and I just really like it because it's more domestic and again like doesn't highlight all this like weird angry aggression kind of thing and so the werewolves are still very dangerous in this series but the way that it sort of manifests itself for them and the way that it's handled in the series was always just really interesting and I just I really love George as a character he's a good character he's it's a good show yeah I love it I recommend Yeah, highly recommend the show. One of Netflix's, and I never watched it, but one of Netflix's first originals was Hemlock Grove, which I believe was Werewolves. Oh, I watched it. I watched it, I think. 
Mm-hmm. I swear I did. It's got vampires <laughs> too, right? I think so. Probably. They're always hand Kind of. It was like weird, culty, demonic kind of stuff. Ew. Yeah. I found Hemlock really interesting, but not interesting enough to like <laughs> hold me, honestly. It just, I, it felt like it was being very grimdark for. It was grimdark. I f- remember liking it. I do actually want to finish it, but I think it hit a point where it was a little bit like, um, just a little bit squicky for me, where there was like a little bit weirdness with consent, yeah. and I didn't want to watch after that. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll go back to it. I'll watch it again. The acting was very good. I really like, I liked sort of lots of the setup, but I think I also hit that point where I was like, I don't know if I'm committed to this. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, for the first two seasons, it's really good. And then afterwards, it's it, which is every single Netflix original show ever. Pretty much. And you know what? I've ranted about this before, and I'll say it again. I don't like not being able to finish things. And if a show isn't finished or gets canceled, I want no part in it, people. Oh. Sometimes, though, it's kind of just better. Is it, though? Because I lay awake at night, Ash, and I think about it. (laughs) Yeah, but then you have your hopes and dreams of what it could be. Because usually they follow through and do it, and it turns out terribly anyway. Hashtag supernatural. Yeah, see? (laughs) Maybe it would have just been better if supernatural ended. Uh, or, like, got cancelled at, like, season 11, and then it would have been what could have been. No, it had to, they should have just stopped at season 5 and then done one episode of season 7 where Bobby's centric, and then the rest of it could have just been gone. <laughs> I'll stand by this till I die. <laughs> I still, because I am not part of the Supernatural fandom, but I was online, so I got to see, like, the absolute meltdown that everybody had. It was, it was a little funny. It is a little funny. Angel goes to mega hell. (laughs) But that's why Joe Biden won the election. (laughs) We can thank the gay angel for that. The angel went to mega hell so Biden could win. Yes, that is exactly what happened. (laughs) I know, and then I kept finding out weird stuff too about Supernatural. It was like, oh, wait, Putin's stepping down? It's (laughs) true. I found out during a Supernatural vote. Honestly, it was such a good way to end the year. Pure chaos. Yeah, you know what? If 2020 was a season series finale, it would probably be that one. Pretty much. <laughs> but. So, I think you guys recall this period where a lot of cartoons were getting direct-to-video sequel. Just like mm-hmm. movies. And I I totally remember one, and it still sticks out to me as one of my <laughs> more formative werewolf movies. And you guys are going to laugh because it's okay. really bad. But it was Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, but so true. <laughs> there was totally werewolf Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Wolfman, and I remember that one very clearly. You've unlocked secret <laughs> memories now, because wasn't there? There's a Scooby-Doo one. Yes, there was. Shaggy was a werewolf. The, yeah, the reluctant werewolf, but they were racing cars, and I never understood how those were hey, related. Hey, you guys remember, but... okay, this was more up my alley, because I've always been a crazy cat lady in my heart. There was one, there was a Scooby-Doo one, but it was 
the island of the werecats or something? Zombie Island. Yes! AKA the best <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie, hands down. Okay, no, because there was the Hex Witches? The, the Hex Girls were really good and the highlight yeah. of their movie, but their movie was not better. Oh. But yeah, Zombie I just island. remember the werecats, and I really like <laughs> werecats, because I like cats. Yeah! <laughs> so Scooby-Doo was the best. So, honestly, that's, like, my spiel overall. I From here, I will just rehash the same points. Does anyone else have anything to add? I can just see Skitty in the background just licking himself and loving himself. He's so fat. I love him. I know. Yeah. He's fat cat. He's great. <laughs> it's hard because there isn't, like, a ton of werewolf media. It's very hard. Oh, Terry Pratchett is he's about werewolves in his series. Yeah. But Court, seriously, check out Woman of the Other World. Mm-hmm. You will really like it. It's sexy, it's werewolves, it's ladies. They are on my list. <laughs> I keep looking. I know there's Patricia Briggs, I believe, as well, who does uh, lots of things. I books to read. Anne Rice did a werewolf book. Yeah. Oh, she did. I'm halfway through it. Still waiting oh. to get to the werewolf yeah. bit, but typical <laughs> Anne Rice fashion. Yeah. I think one of the first like movies that came about werewolves was early, early on. Because I did see it, but now I can't. But I think like Frankenstein and the Wolfman. I think Wolfman was a big one. Like, period. That was the one that sort of centralized what everyone now thinks of like, okay. as werewolf. There were a couple where bigger werewolf movies before that, where they introduced the whole concept of uh, silver is what can hurt them. And even sort of one of the first werewolf movies, and now I can't remember the name, but the actor did not want to sit through all the prosthetic fitting and all that kind of jazz, so their werewolf actually <laughs> never became wolfish. He would have, like, wolf features, but would mostly portrayed as, like, a very dapper man overall. I was just going to throw in one more book there because we were talking about Patricia Briggs. Linda Thompson has a trilogy called, I want to say, The Wolves of London. They're, like, Regency romance, and they are, like, fluffy, easy reads, you guys. Don't go in expecting anything life-changing. But they're so good. The werewolves are so beautiful. And they're brothers. It's like a family curse thing that sounds delightful oh you'd love it and uh, the middle book is the best (laughs) so you'd uh you'd really enjoy it i can't remember the actual name but it's definitely linda thompson once i find the cover i'll send it to you actually maybe it's Rhonda thompson linda or Rhonda. very close (laughs) (laughs) noted noted so i just want to shout out the unnatural world wiki which is just a wiki about anything supernatural i guess because I'm okay. pretty sure it just it seems like some teen just wrote it. Maybe it was you, Court, when you were a teen. Because it's it's kind of cute. Um, <laughs> origins can be found all throughout the world, especially when Earth was in a low vibrational state, whatever that means. And then history. <laughs> Werewolves have been around for years. People don't think they're real, but they are to people who don't know the difference between there and there. <laughs> Which... <laughs> 
They might also be real to flat earthers and anti-vaxxers, or people who think demons come out of the television when you watch scary movies. People who look like werewolves but aren't are people with a condition known as hypertrichosis, also known as werewolf syndrome, where there is a lot of hair all over their bodies. The first I must have werewolf that. syndrome was Petrus Gonsalves, <laughs> referred to by Ulysses Aldrovandi as Man of the Woods. He had hair on his body. Therefore, scientifically, he looked like a werewolf. That is the only requirement. Lots of hair. <laughs> That's the history of werewolves, according to the Unnatural World wiki. Which is my new favorite wiki. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. <laughs> so before we ended, I wanted to introduce something a little different for you two. Oh. And I want to do oh. some werewolf trivia. Oh, okay. So, I attempted to write it all myself and then... <laughs> couldn't so i looked it up <laughs> so i'm gonna read it off and it will answer it together but i figure we'll go through like five oh, questions and see I who like wins oh i love this <laughs> right okay question one i don't think we're gonna do first person answer it'll be you both get a chance to answer and we'll see <laughs> who is right okay okay question one what is another word for werewolf Lycanthropes. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's options. <laughs> I mean, you can go for it. I. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so eager. <laughs> well, okay. So our options were philanthrope. Oh my god! You're now making me read philanthrope, lycanthrope, synanthrope. Or misanthrope. Misanthrope means you hate everybody. Well, you can be a misanthrope lycanthrope. <laughs> also, you could be a philanthropist and a lycanthrope. It's true. A philanthropist. But I don't know what the third one meant. <laughs> no. You know what? I actually don't either. <laughs> find out right now. Wasn't it like cisanthrope? Oh, I also totally forgot to mention. Did you know, Court? that there is an arc of Captain America where he gets turned into a werewolf? I do, because that was where two of my hyper-obsessions became combined, and I was quite obsessed with it for a while. And let me tell you, I also mentally planned an entire story that I was thinking about writing, in which Captain America became a werewolf, just so I could rant about all of my werewolf-specific opinions. You have a very specific niche. I hope you find it. Okay, well, real quick, uh, synanthrope is a member of a species of wild animal or plant that lives near and benefits from an association with human beings. Wow! So you could be a philanthropist, misanthrope, and synthanthrope? What was that other one? Lycanthrope! <laughs> <laughs> so technically, all of the above are correct, but all, we're only accepting one answer. Oh, lycanthrope. Lycanthrope. Yes, I stand by my all earlier right, opinion. We're locked in. <laughs> you are both correct. All right, so we're one for one. Okay, but so that was the that was the easy one. Which epic poem contains the first known reference to werewolves? I know this one. Here's your four options: the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Iliad, Paradise Lost, or Beowulf. Beowulf. No, Epic of Gilgamesh, sixty A.D. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Answers say it was the Epic of the Gilgamesh. Oh god. <laughs> Don't kill me. I am the worst person to read things. Okay, Ash is up two. Shay is at one. Question three. Where did the actual werewolf trials begin? Here are your four options. France, China, Switzerland, 
or the United States? I know this one. I'm going to say France. Switzerland. Ah, that was my second guess. It was Switzerland. Dang. All right. My last minute homework came in handy. (laughs) (laughs) We should have done vampire trivia. Or zombies. <laughs> oh my god, we should do trivia. Oh, we'll do vampire trivia, don't you worry. Oh, good. We're gonna do five questions, so at three, Ash uh, just took the win. I can read the last two questions if you'd yeah, like. You gotta read them, because we could tie. What if I get the last two? Yeah, what if I That's don't? That's true. And she gets none. Well, unfortunately, I was gonna read, hit you with those really hard ones, and then go back to the nice ones, because I was like, mad. what if neither of them get either of <laughs> <laughs> so we're stuck one-to-one. <laughs> So, question four. What metal are werewolves vulnerable Silver. to? Silver. Here your four <laughs> Ash, what do you think? <laughs> what are the options? If I cut her off, Ash won't even hear the question, so. <laughs> Iron, gold, silver, and copper. Well, they could have a weakness for money. And they could be really into gold. <laughs> What's your final answer? Uh, I'm probably going to go with silver. <laughs> Silver is the smart also, one. Hey, everybody has a Silver. weakness to metal if you hit them hard enough with it, alright? Let me just point that out. True. Or if you offer enough gold, you're right. Yeah. That's true. Or copper. Copper. Also, we we didn't even touch on this, but little side note here. Why is it that werewolves are always portrayed with less money than vampires? Did you notice that? Werewolves tend to be poor. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because... Vampires are elegant and ideals of the upper class, and werewolves are the uh, monsters of the working class. As far I did as I'm read concerned. a little bit about that, actually, that werewolves are de- generally depicted as a lower socioeconomic class. Yeah. Whereas vampires are highfalutin fancy boys. Precisely. Vampires are the bourgeoisie, and the werewolves need to seize the means of production. <laughs> Werewolf Renaissance, it's coming. <laughs> oh my god, that could be such a good book idea. The Russian Revolution, but with werewolves? Just saying. And vampires? Oh Hop to god. it, Court. Start writing. I'm on it. Okay, I'll start planning. I right after I get this Captain America one done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. I believe Ash is at four. Shay is at two. I think I'm at, uh, what did I get? Yeah, I'm at two. You're right. I feel like Shay's at three. No, because I lost Switzerland and gil- Giggly Mesh. <laughs> Can we subtitle this episode, The Epic of Giggly Mesh? <laughs> okay, last question. Which trait is traditionally considered a sign of a werewolf? Here are your four options. Turning into a wolf. A long middle finger. Ooh. A unibrow. Ooh. Tattoos. Or all of the above. Um, what? <laughs> okay. A long middle finger. A long middle finger, a unibrow, a tattoo, and all of the above. I mean, like, all of the above in modern fiction, but I think if we're thinking mythology, it's the middle finger. Really? The middle finger? <laughs> I don't know, like, they have hair all over, so it's just, like, their whole body is one monobrow. <laughs> You've been reading too much of your wiki. Long, what's your final answer? <laughs> I'm going to say the long middle finger. I'm going to say the unibrow. Okay. You both are incorrect. It is all of these things. Dang. Uh, other common traits include unusual strength, an irrational fear of water, what? and especially glow-in-the-dark eyes. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of glow-in-the-dark eyes, or they have glow-in-the-dark eyes? That they have okay. glow-in-the-dark eyes. Like an animal. And they're afraid of water. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. That seems more cat-like. Right? 
<laughs> what a cute cat. There we go. Well, thanks for playing our first round of trivia. That was fun. We should do it every episode. Let us know if you guys got them right or wrong. Or if you're like me and got only the really obvious ones right. <laughs> hey, like I said, that was all from last minute history on Wikipedia. So. <laughs> so the next one, I'll start making more difficult trivia that you can't just so research. <laughs> and also, I'll try to pepper in facts throughout my speech so that hopefully you might know things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you guys into werewolves? Are you guys into, I don't know. What are you guys into? Did you read about werewolves? Are you like, werewolves are weird? I don't know what you people are talking about. Tell us about your favorite werewolf books and movies. Maybe something is out there, media form, that Courtney really, really needs. (laughs) I would love recommendations, please. (laughs) She's really dying for some more werewolf media, guys. I really am. <laughs> yeah, tell us all about yeah your favorite werewolves. Even uh, honestly, do you love werewolves now? And did you start off as a wolf? I'm gonna say wolf girl because like really that's what we all were at heart, no matter your gender. <laughs> but were you a wolf girl as a child? And do you love werewolves now? And uh, I want to ask this question: What do you think is the best feature of the werewolf? Is it their kind eyes? <laughs> is it their nurturing tendencies? I think it's the animalistic nature. You gonna say? Animals of nature. Their passions. The fur will keep you so warm. I'll never be cold again. Is it the flannel? You can't go wrong with flannel. <laughs> Pretty sure it's just the book. <laughs> Ash said it. We're all thinking it. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, let us know. Our email is a comedy of errors at gmail.com. Twitter is comedy of errors. That Twitter. I don't know. Um, and instagram is comedy of eras instagram i don't know and you can check out our website at acomedyoferas.com yeah we have a website you guys so thanks for listening and uh, join us next week or next week my gosh next episode i'm so excited about it join us next episode for uh some more deep thoughts on shallow things all right see ya bye all right and bye